You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors' sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Brayden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next, postwrestling.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and where else can they find us, Davey? Every Wednesday night at 10.30 Eastern Time, youtube.com forward slash up next. Yes, we are your NXT friends. 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 And Wednesday nights are for the boys, if you will. And today is a special day. Not only... Is it NXT, the Great American Bash? But today, tonight, right now, is Canada Day. Oh, Canada! Oh, Canada! So, uh, the Braden Davy Experience, the BDE, we would like to welcome—not oh, welcome you. Yeah, I guess. Well, yeah, yeah, definitely welcome you. We're t- we're changing the name of the show. Yeah. It's not a Don't Great American change. Bash. It's the Great Canadian Bash. Oh, yes, and aren't we celebrating right yes, now? Yes, we are. My day consisted of uh, riding on the bike downtown Toronto, listening to the hip, some Red Rider, some Rush, some all that stuff, everyone, some B&L. Uh, we're drinking some Caesars. You made some Caesars. We are. Some, some Americans, Caesars. Americans might think these are weird because it's like... I mean, most of the world think these are kind of weird, to yeah, be honest. Yeah, they're great though, right? Yeah. Uh, we got ketchup chips. <laughs> well, let, let's explain what a Caesar is for people yeah. who don't know. Uh, a Caesar is like a Bloody Mary, so like tomato juice and I guess vodka. Um, but Canadians, for some strange reason, like to put like... It's called Kamado juice. So it's like tomato juice with a little bit of clam juice in there. It's, a lot of people just went, Ew! But it's so it's good. It's delightful. It sounds Salty, crazy, but so good. Wonderful goodness. Yes, it's a Canadian like iconic drink. You see, John and Way thought we'd be drinking Molson Canadians today. Right? Yeah. Way Way told me. I told Way we were doing a great Canadian bash, and he's like, "Oh, I expect you to not be drinking White Claws and to be drinking Molson." Which, hey, Molson Canadian, great, great beer. <laughs> 
But we're drinking some Caesars and some White Claws and some good old H2O. Yep. You always got to stay hydrated. But yes, it's Canada Day. Take off, you hoser. Um, so we will be talking about the Great American Bash, mm. but it is Canada Day. Now, you are a Brit who has moved to Canada. Yep. And you've learned about so many great things. Oh, yes. Uh, since being here. Tonight, you know, our Wednesday night uh, NXT Meals um, we kind of just gave up on naming things because it was really hard, but it was Canada Day and it was my turn. So I decided to make poutine. Mm-hmm. I got actual cheese curds. I got St. Hubert's bacon gravy for poutine. It was amazing. And then I made Canadian back bacon on a bun. Very nice. We just killed it. We didn't eat yep. that salad. I, I brought salad and we didn't eat that. Yeah. So uh, we'll, eat, we'll just. The Garganos will be disappointed <laughs> in us. <laughs> But it's uh, Canada Day. Yeah, we're celebrating. Calories don't count on Canada no, Day. No, they don't. Fact. Yeah, exactly. So we're just uh, doing all the Canadian things. Uh, so you've you've moved here years ago, and you you're a citizen, not a uh, you're I'm a, a resident. Resident, Permanent you're resident. resident. Yeah. yeah, right. So you know what have what, what what do you like about Canada, and what's going on with Canada? What are your thoughts here? Um, I like that at least in this city we seem to be taking the coronavirus pretty seriously i'd say right. i'm pretty proud about that i yeah. think we're doing a pretty good job um certainly compared to how it would be if i was living back home so i'm proud about that okay but let's not get too political today <laughs> but yeah i'm proud about that wear your mask um i'm proud about caesars i'm proud about caesars they're pretty too. good um i'm proud about uh, what else do I like? Yeah. Who's your favorite Canadian? I'm going to whiskey since moving here. Favorite wow. Canadians, not Brian Adams. Oh, I was listening to a lot of Brian Adams today. I don't want to, I don't want to get into it, but I low key was banging some not Brian, Brian Adams. Adams. I'm proud of Avril Lavigne. Oh yeah. yeah. True. She's a great Canadian. Uh, John Candy. John great, Candy. Great Canadian. We, we went to John and Way's thing at the John Candy John, box theater. John Candy that was amazing. Box theater. Yeah. Uh, proud of Michael Myers. Mike Myers. Yeah, Mike Myers. Yeah. yeah, Michael Myers is both of them. Ca- I'm proud of both. I don't of think them. Michael Myers is Canadian, but you know he, he's he killing could it. Be. Um, <laughs> I'm proud of who else am I proud of? Uh, Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. He's I'm Canadian. Proud of him. All the Ryans. Ryan Gosling. Ryan, Gosling? Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Canadians. Yeah. Wow. My That's... mate Ryan. Um, proud of him. <laughs> he's Canadian too. Uh, proud of yeah. Bret Hart. Mister Four Out of Ten. Bret the Hitman Hart. <laughs> What if I tell you all the time that we do not say Scorpion Deathlock in this fucking house? <laughs> if you come into this house and you speak Scorpion Deathlock, you when you try to take your your license to become a Canadian, like your your citizenship, your test, they they you have pictures and you're supposed to say what they are. So it shows it points to someone. And they're like, "Who is that?" And you go, uh, "Shania Twain." That's correct. And then they show you a move of a guy putting a guy in this leg submission hold, and then they say, "What is that?" And if you don't say sharpshooter, you're kicked out of the you're fucking country. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, you, you, you are Canadian now, I what guess. What are we proud of? Yeah, I'm proud of, uh, all sorts of Canadian, uh, Drake. I'm just proud of Drake. Sure. Yeah. The weekend. The we- yeah, the weekend is my, I'm my, more proud of him. Yeah, he just donated a shit ton of money to Scarborough, which is like Toronto's little sister borough here to like the COVID and hospitals and stuff like that. He's the true, he's my favorite Canadian artist, but, uh, I, man, Canadians are, are great. I'm proud of the Toronto Raptors for extending this NBA Two year champ, baby. Yeah. Two year champs. Yeah, a year ago we were at the parade here and, uh. Got very burnt. <laughs> yeah, we did. That's what I did today. I was listening to some Brian Adams and just got a tan on while drinking in the backyard and, and smoking that legal Canadian weed here in Toronto. Proud of that? Yeah, I'm proud of that too. <laughs> it's fantastic. Uh, so yeah, someone in the chat on YouTube, because we are live on Wednesday nights, is saying, what's the most Canadian thing you've ever done? 
this is up there. I mean, most did... Canadian thing today, probably these Caesars. Yeah. To be honest, I mean, I was working earlier today. Uh, I was the only person at work representing Canada, wearing wow. red, okay. wearing my Canadian hat, my new one from Roots. I'm proud of Roots. <laughs> we don't have Roots back home. Roots wow, is... you like Roots? I like Roots. Yeah, it's nice. Um, <laughs> most Canadian thing I've done. I remember when my mum was over. Um, we went to Snakes and Lattes. It's like a game board, back in the day when you could sit inside a place and right. order a beverage and food and play board games with many people around you. Right. Uh, back in those days. Yeah. Took my mum to one of them with our friend. And as we walked out, I just went, oh, mum, watch the poutine. There was like some spilled poutine on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, a year ago or whatever, like that, that wouldn't be a thing. Right. And now it's like, oh, mum, just watch the poutine. Watch that poutine over there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm saying A. I'm saying A more. Oh, you say, take off, eh? Yeah. Oh, eh? Going out for a rip, eh? You know, I'm thankful for Letterkenny. That's how people see Canadians these days. A lot of the wrestlers watch Letterkenny. Yep. And that, I'm dressed, I'm wearing flannel. I'm Letterkenny. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm wearing my flannel. I'm wearing a Jays hat. You're wearing a Raptor shirt. We're just representing. That's what we're doing for the great. We're representing. Great Canadian bash. Yes. I like the great Canadian bagel. Why oh, not? I love a bagel. Yeah, yeah why not? I'm all about know? a bagel. Yeah, so it's we're just super Canadian today. Yeah, that's what we're doing. Uh, so maybe next week we'll be super American because it's Great American Bash Part Two next week on NXT. So yeah, we are. But so from this point forward, tonight we'll only be talking about Canadian wrestlers. <laughs> so it's going to be a lot about Aaliyah. Yeah, because that's pretty. And I think that's it. Tyler Breeze. Who else is oh, Canadian Tyler Breeze the, came out. Who else yeah. is on the roster I think that's, that's Canadian? Today, right. What really today? Wow. Okay, yeah. damn. So it's going to be a quick show. <laughs> uh, I mean, I would say who's the who's your favorite? Uh, we have Canadian wrestlers. Bret Hart, obviously. Uh, we have Edge here in our set. We got Kenny Jericho. Those those are the ones that come to mind. Steen is another one. Roddy Piper. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. exactly. There's so many. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah, exactly. He was and not on the show tonight. As the as the chat room saying right now, Aaliyah the goat. <laughs> of course, that's right, Aaliyah. Uh, the chick from the six. Uh, yeah, so it was the Great American Bash, which they were, it's their counter programming yes. to Fighter Fest. AEW, they, they announced this two week kind of free pay per view on TV called Fighter Fest. They stack it with, the, with two nights, two weeks. So NXT counteracts that with the Great American Bash. And uh, tonight was one of the first ones. Now, again, right before we kind of get into that, we do AEW reviews every Thursday on our Patreon, patreon.com slash up next. And we compare like both shows on Wednesday nights and and AEW has been killing it as well. And so definitely check that out because people probably just think we do NXT, but we we do that as well. So we will be doing Fighter Fest these next two weeks on there as well. But to quickly promote our Patreon, we had a crazy week last week with a best match ever, best of the Super Juniors, because we didn't get one this year. We decided to go back and watch 10 years of the finals, including so many classic dudes. Kyle O'Reilly was in that. Yep. Finn Balor was in that. Kushida was in that. Lots of Will Ospreay. Ricochet, Ospreay, so many. Shingo. So that was an awesome show. We listed a bunch of matches. We go back and we watch and rate them. Then we did another Japanese show with WH Park, from Post Perez, I said it right that time. Yep. Uh, we did New Japan Wrestling's movie, 
starring Hiroshi Tanahashi. My dad is a heel wrestler, which was so much fun to do with WH Park. We got to see Okada as Dragon George, and I won't say anything more than that. Oh, Dragon George. Dragon George, greatest yeah. wrestler uh, of all time. Uh, but then it's now the first of the month, which means a whole new month of Patreon. If you sign up for North American Championship, um, you get all the backlogs of shows, including all the best matches ever. We did a best of Stan Hansen, John Pollock, best of Backlash, so many things. I think there's around like 135 shows. So many shows. Bloodsport we just did a few weeks ago. Yep. So many things. But because Extreme Rules, the horror show, I don't understand it. Why? That's coming out this month. We decided we're going to do uh, a watch along with that and a post show for that. And we're going to do uh, a best match ever with a guest, Nate Milton, who's going to be coming on with his best match ever selection. Is it Mike Awesome versus uh, Tanaka? Yes. Yeah, which is crazy. One of the like ECW classics. Yeah. I believe they fought kind of all over the world. So that's going to be like a lot of fun. And yeah. just happened... Started reaching out. Uh, we had John as a guest recently, and we thought Stan Hansen, yeah. it's kind of cool to have guests for this show. So we're doing, trying to do like one a month with a guest where they pick the match. And, and what uh, a month to choose this. Yeah, um, and quickly before we kind of get into that, uh, Nate Milton is also going to be joining me on Tuesday because on the free feed where you're listening to this right now, I'm going to be reviewing Hamilton. Awesome. <laughs> the musical. Yes. The Disney musical that's out on Disney+. Plus. Uh, that's coming out, and I thought it would be a lot of fun. So me and Nate are going to be doing that again for free on this very feed Tuesday. But back to the Patreon, we have so much extreme things. We're doing a top five extreme moments. We're doing a best match ever, Terry Funk. We're doing Death Race 2000. We're doing some extreme shit. We're going to be looking at Anarchy Rules 1999. Oh. We figured there's extreme rules. Why yeah. not have anarchy rules? Exactly. Um, it's rated as one of the best ECW pay-per-views ever. Uh, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Yes. We're also going to be looking at some Lucha Underground at the end of the month. So a really packed month with a lot of variety, but keeping it extreme. Yeah, so we're going to get really extreme. And then later in the month, I mentioned the best match ever. I picked one because I thought we had so much fun with, with Stan Hansen. We're going to be doing the best match ever, Terry Funk, mm. who had an epic match with Ric Flair at the Great American Bash. Is what kind of, We're kind of tying yep. into what we're talking about. And it was about. his birthday yesterday. And it was just so his birthday. How old is around. this guy? 76. Dude. And probably still not retired. Still doing moonsaults off ladders and yep. shit. Just crazy. Uh, we also have a Twitter, at UpNext podcast and a facebook page and facebook group like a community john Cena, our social media director and our buddy runs all that stuff and it's been super great join the community on the facebook page and uh we will be doing a watch along for extreme rules and we've we've been doing this like brackets for our new japan cup wh park is losing well yeah it's just a great time to be alive let me give some of the standings right now so let's do top uh, three we've had the uh we've had round two has just finished in the new japan cup and um our very own post-wrestling, uh, post-Perez presenter, <laughs> master and knower of all things yeah. Japanese wrestling, WH Park, is in last place. Of course. Uh, didn't get anything in the second round in Group B, correct? My I story of his life. <laughs> um, last place with 15 points. Uh, just ahead of him was Matt Gesk. Top three places we have in... Uh, Third place, yes. with 24 points, we have Nicholas De Silva, Hugh Saunders, and Jalen Thomas. We have, in second place, with 25 points, Kevin Swanky, Roger D. Alman, Russell Wilkinson, and Sunil Khan. And in first place, with 26 points, we have Richard Smith, who's our current, uh, current leader. Um, 
apparently one match, match from today had 0% of correct points. <laughs> so no one got it right. Amazing. Um, the only exception of Benjamin, David, everybody's Group A picks are still alive, but Benjamin and David are still out. Yeah, uh, lots of interesting stuff there. Yes. Only, only one show since last week's, um, but now we're coming to the, the semis and... We'll soon going have down. our finalists. It's Big Tom. very exciting. Big Tom. Ishii's going to win the whole thing. That's what we have. Uh, but uh, I can't wait to see what happens. I can't wait for like the, the finals, like kind of like getting closer to some of the, the, the meat of the, the tournament because New Japan Wrestling is so much fun to watch. And once the whole tournament is uh, done, we will be doing a, a kind of sort of best match ever show of this cup, putting out for free um, on our free feed, uh, where we'll be looking at the top five matches of the tournament. Yes. So we're super excited so yeah go check us out patreon.com slash up next five bucks gets you all that stuff we just mentioned in all the past shows to be a north american champion patron and uh yeah we have we're having so much fun and this schedule that we put together with this extreme theme is pretty is gonna be pretty fun to do and i'm, I'm excited so thanks to everyone who uh, listens to this show and thanks to everyone who is a patreon uh patron because uh we just love doing this stuff and we love talking about wrestling and we like to bash we like to be a great American bash. Uh, it is the great Canadian bash here. We were listening to Alanis Morissette right before we clicked the record button. So, but now we're going to talk about the great American bash. But next week we'll get some American. We need some advice to be American next week. What are we going to just, our set's going to just have guns all over the place, I guess. I don't know. Uh, so the great American bash, Wednesday, July 1st. We have a video with classic great American bash like matches including Dusty and and Flair and Terry Funk and all the stuff and we get to see the set here tonight with these beautiful cars a Viper I they said I'm not too I'm not a car guy so I don't know my yeah, cars yeah, some yeah, nice sorry. cars probably American sorry yeah hopefully it was American uh there's Pyro it's looking super American it looks great and they tell us that tonight will be a limited commercial event yeah wow that's that's it. Uh, we start off with the number one contenders match for the women's championship here. A four-way elimination style match. Dakota Kai, Tegan Knox, Mia Yim, and Candice LeRae. Now, how do we feel about Candice LeRae's heel music? It's like released now on all the Yeah, platforms. I need to listen to it properly now. It's on YouTube. I'm... Yeah, still not connecting with me yet. Same with Johnny Gargano's. I'll right. need to listen to it a few more times. It'll grow on you. But to be honest, lyrics. her old one didn't like register yeah, with me either. Right. So that's true. It was okay. Uh, Candice LeRae starts to just kind of mess around with Tegan, and then is like, "Oh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding." And Yim goes for a cannonball, but misses it. Dakota gets dumped onto the apron like this, like almost like a DDT from Candice. Just looked crazy awkward. Um, and then Lorraine does like a back dive onto Tegan Knox onto the outside. There's then Candice with this German suplex off the like second rope on Mia Yim for a two count. There's Dakota with haluva kicks, Yim with face washes, and everyone gangs up on Lorraine and she's eliminated early on in this match. I blinked. And she was gone. Yeah, eat defeat from Mia Yim, one, two, three. Or protect your neck. Soul food. The same thing. So, uh, yeah, I literally was like, what? Anything can happen. 
in WWE. Uh, Dakota Kai now beats down on Mia Yim, and she does like uh, almost like the Muda lock, but then Yim gets a guillotine on Dakota. There's uh, a commercial break with P&P, and they tell me that I should go to Papa John's and get the Shack Extra Pepperoni Pizza Special. And uh, Oh, they were telling us all night. I don't know what the Shack Pepperoni Special is, but fuck Papa John. So... That, that's that. Uh, we come back and there's cannonballs in the corner. Dakota's getting cannonballs from Tegan, from Mia Yim. Tegan goes for the choke slam on Yim, but she blocks it and just punches her. And uh, there's then like getting thrown, jumps into like the ropes almost from Mia Yim, like gets thrown. Dakota hits this like hip toss into a sit out, like Michu driver, just looked, Michinoku driver, just looked great. Uh, Yim has a dragon suplex. There's Rana's. There's so much going on here. Code code blue, eat defeat. There's an O'Connor roll on Yim from Kai, and Yim gets eliminated. So the O'Connor roll. Oh, from she Kai. was just so surprised ah. that she kept her shoulders down for three yes, seconds. Yes, it's just that's how the so O'Connor roll works. Yeah. <laughs> Um, there's now back and forth strikes from Kai and Tegan. Obviously, they have history and they hate each other. Uh, Tegan hits a cannonball again, but this is like to the face and jaw of Dakota Kai. Look nasty. Knocks then with this like beautiful bridging fallaway slam, kind of like uh, Hangman Page kind of does. Looks great. Uh, Kai hits the chiropractor, but it's a two count. Tegan fights back with like this face first kind of Falcon Arrow type move. Uh, but then there's some submission. She gets out of that. There's a Molly go round. The shiniest wizard. And in an upset, I would say, Tegan Knox pins Dakota Kai. Tegan Knox is the number one contender to the NXT Women's Championship. Yeah. I didn't think this was very good. This was just so much going on that it was kind of messy. I I liked it. There was some a lot remember, of stuff in it I liked, but messy. Remember years ago, like I mean it still happens, but you'd have it's Survivor series and they just shove a divas match and you'll have like all your divas who can't really wrestle and it would start and it would just be roll up, roll up, roll up. Right. This is kind of how it felt like Except at the beginning they, they, for me. These are all great wrestlers. Yeah, like Candice LeRae, as you said, blink and you'll miss it, just seemed to go right away. Mia Yim just rolled up with an O'Connor roll and done. And it, like, there were some cool spots, but I didn't think there was any flow in this match. At the beginning, uh, Tegan and... Uh, was it uh, Tegan and Dakota? Yeah. Just kind of literally stood and watched Mia Yim and Candice LeRae wrestle. Just watching. They were just Enjoying watching. Competition, um, the graps. I didn't like... I, I think this would have been a better match if it was just one fall to a finish. I thought it would have been a more exciting match, but I think what they wanted to do was kind of close the chapter on that Tegan Knox dakota Kai story with having Tegan finally beating her, beating her at a big occasion, and now she's moving on to a different feud. But I, I thought this was kind of sloppy at points, no flow no drama i was really disappointed because I, I thought this would be a really great opener i, I like i i know what you're saying because to me it was just like kind of all over the place it was just yeah. so confusing and, I, and the eliminations kind of came out of nowhere i think it shouldn't have been an elimination match either i don't know why it should have just came down to dakota and tegan if that was the case of what they were going with mm. but there was some stuff in this that was really cool with all of them hitting like their signature moves and some really cool innovative stuff and it just made. I was really upset that Candice was the first eliminated because I'm like Candice is kind of I don't know all, so easy. Yeah, like both of the first eliminations. Like we've seen, we've seen Mia Yim 
have a ladder smack her in the face and break her nose and be bleeding everywhere yeah. and still fight. Yeah, a fucking roll-up pins her. We've seen Candice LeRae have yeah. our favourite women's match of 2019 and just done. Like, ah, oh, medium was just too strong for me. Uh, yeah. I thought this sucked. And there were cool spots, but I don't want to see just setting up for a spot. I need to see, like, a proper... Like, the spot being a payoff for something. This was just setting up. As I said, two of the women were literally stood watching the two go. I find it weird because Tegan Knox now is going to challenge Io Shirai when everyone thought it was going to be Dakota. So they probably changed that direction just to not be so forward with that. But Dakota Kai would make the most sense. But Tegan Knox sounds great too. Like, I don't know. That's not necessarily going to be the SummerSlam match. That could be on TV in two weeks. And that could be setting up a different match for Io and a different match for Dakota, uh, for Tegan. I mean, yeah. But yeah, this. I thought this would be the first match of the show. I thought it would be a really hot match to start with. I found it disappointing. I didn't hate it, but it definitely didn't like blow me away. It was kind of all over the place. But I'm interested in seeing Tegan Knox versus Io Shirai. Yeah, I think that be could good. be a lot of fun. Uh, this, You know what it was lacking? This match was lacking. Shotzi Blackheart. That's, sure. Yeah. That's no, it, it would have been the same. It would have just been... <laughs> it shouldn't have been elimination. It was... Yeah, shouldn't it was elimination. We go to Oni Lorkin versus Timothy Thatcher. Yes, this is a match that takes place at the Great American Bash. Uh, now, Thatcher is the, the the school of hard knocks. Thatch, Thatch can, Thatch catches, catch can, catch and catch can. Uh, <laughs> Oni and Thatcher um, just like shoot here. It's really awesome that they just go back and forth. Uh, Thatcher like lifts Oni from like this hold, and Oni counters that into a counter. There's counters and counters and counters. Thatcher early on Mount Oni and just starts going off on him. Locks in the double wrist lock, which he taught us in his uh, school vignettes here. Uh, Oni then gets like a knee in the surfboard in. They keep shooting. They keep going for submissions. Um, there's then like a, a P&P and it shows uppercuts and just classic takedowns and just super actual technical wrestling here. And the crowd that's here with masks... Um, are much louder. There's obviously a lot more people here that are making noise. So it almost sounds like there's an actual crowd. Mm. I, I found that tonight. Um, and they're doing Oni Lorcan's theme song. Ooh, throw them up, uh, which I, I loved. Uh, and then when we come back, Thatcher hits a beautiful belly-to-belly toss on Oni. They start to just throw down and punch, punch. Oni locks in the single leg crab or the maple leaf. The single leg crab... Lance Storm, happy candidate. Uh, Thatcher gets out of it and has his own leg lock. Then there's like a, a inverted leg crab again. There's then this chop to the face, a huge double underhook or a butterfly suplex for a two count. Oni gets out. Oni then like puts his finger in Thatcher's mouth and just kind of fish, fish hooks him. But Tim ain't, ain't, ain't taking none of that shit. Locks in the Fujiwara armbar and Oni Larkin taps out. And... Thatcher just doesn't let it go. And Oni's just screaming in his arm. He's selling the arm like his arm is broken. Thatcher stands tall and says, it's uh, the school of, of Thatcher. That's what this is. So uh, Thatcher beats Oni. Throw him up. I, I thought this was awesome. I really enjoyed this match. There there was a moment quite early on where uh, Thatcher, or was it? No, I think it was Oni, had in this like, S-grip arm lock, I think they said. And they kept rolling back and forth with it. There's so many and counters, Thatcher yeah. just picks him up with one arm and and we see it a bunch like Roman Reigns does it a lot the yeah. one arm powerbomb and it it normally looks kind of set up still looks cool here it 
legit looked like he was just picking him up with one arm. Yeah. Looked great. Um, just awesome submissions and counters all over the place. I love the bit they were doing this slap exchange and then Oni does his like amped up eyes yeah. and Thatcher starts doing it back. He's just as crazy looking. I want to see these two in the fight pit. Maybe it's too soon for <laughs> another one. But I, I thought this fight was a pit? great match. I really think these this style of match works in this era of wrestling. Yeah, this was like a pancreas fight. It was, it was great. Pancreas. It was like shoot fighting. It looked good. I, we love Oni Lorcan here on the show. I think he's uh, underrated talent. I saw him on the indies a lot. And Thatcher, he's made a name for himself. And he's just great. I kind of want this to be like a continuing TV feud maybe i could kind of i would love a fight pit, but it's way too soon you're yeah. right but yeah this would be the two guys i want in it because oni can grab too yeah oni's like, like oh as soon as i announced this match yeah. i was like oh yeah that's gonna be great this Did, was pretty didn't fun. know i wanted it but yeah as soon as they said it yeah that's something i want yeah uh just for the match there was i don't think you mentioned the damien priest promo oh yeah um is it Mackenzie backstage? Yes, Mackenzie like, Mitchell. I want to talk to you. And he kind of went, fuck off, looked <laughs> in the camera and called out Cameron Grimes and calls him for a match next week and says, uh, the beating will live forever. Wow. Um, I actually quite like him as a face. Okay. I think it's working for him. And I like how he's managed to sort of use his catchphrase and change it so it works as a baby face. Um, but I thought we already knew this match was happening, right? I thought so. Yeah. I mean, the dude slashes your tires. You should fight him. Yeah, that's right. That's kind of how it works. So we'll see, we'll get to that later. We'll go back to, mm. to Cameron Grimes and Damian Priest. But we have a vignette here for Carrion Cross. Do you know how to read between the lines? Time has different plans for the future. Well, the plot is about to thicken, as Scarlet says. This brand's identity will soon be defined by torment and suffering. It's time about time you. Wait, it's never about time. You put it in time and time and time and time again. There's so much time. There's never enough time. We're out of time. And time's almost up. Carrie and Cross and Scarlet are basically telling us they're going to interfere in the match next week. That's what I got. And they love clocks. They really, they're the opposite of Captain Hook, who is one of my all-time heroes, because he's the true real guy in that story, the good guy in that story. Hook hates clocks because it freaks him out. It's like PTSD. Whereas Karrion Cross is like walking around like, I don't know, like Flava Flav. Yeah, I was just going to say. <laughs> I literally met Flava Flav and he was wearing a clock. I'm oh. not like, he wears a... Karrion Cross should come out. Like, Karrion Cross carrying a clock. <laughs> Bars. Uh, so yeah, Karrion Cross is basically saying, look, Keith Lee broke my hourglass. I'm really upset about it, and I'm going to interfere in his match next week. That's what I got out of it. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I'm reading between the lines, as Karrion Cross said. We now have our next match, Rhea Ripley versus Aaliyah and Robert Stone. Yes, Robert Stone is going to wrestle. If Rhea Ripley loses this match, she has to join Robert Stonebrand. So Robert Stone comes out in his Sly Stallone gear. He's looking like Rocky. He looks really funny with this gear, actually. Uh, <laughs> I've seen. I, I kind of. I I liked the gear. I hate when there are people that we know are wrestlers and are now in a manager role, yeah. and they decide to wear like a black tracksuit or something. Like you know when Johnny Ace would be in a match, and it's like we all know you like had killer matches in all Japan, <laughs> or like Mercury and Noble. When they were J and J security, yeah, yeah, like, we saw you we in know the cruiserweight division. We know you can wrestle. Why are you now just wrestling in shirt and trousers? 
So I liked he was in somewhat some kind of gear here. Yeah, he looked good. It was funny. Yeah, you know what? Uh, this guy actually like I I'm kind of negative when I see him on my screen, and then he like proves me wrong. Wins always, yeah, like always. And I can't say the same for him when he was in TNA. A lot of it, a lot of people liked, but I just couldn't. I was like, ah, whatever. But I actually think he he's kind of given something and he runs with it, so I can appreciate it. Uh, but he Robert Stone looking like Sly Stallone with the he's doing all Rocky. He's doing the like gonna fly now. It's the Great American. I thought he was right? just going to knock out. Oh, imagine that would be the great. Like he's just doing the doing the punches and then just sucker punches. Just waves it and off. It's done. The match just doesn't happen, and he's like, "I don't even want you in my brand. Get out of here. I, I've been a wrestler this whole time. I don't need you." Anyone. Did it, Aaliyah. <laughs> Happy Canada Day. Uh, that's not. Yeah, chick from the six. That's not what happened, and uh, he's basically now running around like uh, I don't know, itchy and scratchy from Rhea Ripley here. He's running around. She's slapping him around. Aaliyah does a satellite head scissor. There's then a knee in the corner, and Stone holds Ripley, and, and Aaliyah just runs right at her. Uh, Aaliyah jumps up on the shoulders of Rhea Ripley, but then gets an electric chair, like face first slam, but Stone breaks up the, the count. There's then a cross body from Robert Stone to the outside, but Rhea Ripley just walks away, and Stone just eats shit, just lands on the outside. Uh, they do picture in picture, and they're showing the match, and then the picture in picture leaves and goes to just commercials. For like a few minutes and then comes back. So I was like, okay, I mean. Uh, I mean, I, I think we all did the same, right? <laughs> I was like, uh, all right. I think WWE went, hey, no one's paying attention to this in commercials. Just put the ads on. We'll save a couple of bucks. <laughs> Just hear uh, about Papa John's in full. We come back learning about the Shack pizza again. And Robert Stone has a Boston crab on Rhea Ripley. And Aaliyah's got like this like cross face. Uh, but Rhea Ripley does not break it. There's then a double suplex on Rhea, but she kicks out of that. Um, Robert Stone gets like uh, thrown into the corner there. There's then a sidekick to Aaliyah. Then Rhea Ripley trips Aaliyah, which sends her face first into Robert Stone's stones. Right in the balls. And he somehow gets out of that, tries to roll up Rhea Ripley, She's like, not. that's not happening. Locks in the prism trap on both of them, on each arm. And they, they well, Robert Stone taps out, and Aaliyah's hitting him like, don't tap, don't tap. But he taps instantly, and then she taps. Rhea Ripley taps out Aaliyah and Robert Stone. Rhea Ripley does not join Robert Stone brand, which is the sad part about this whole thing. I found this all pretty sad. Yeah, this was really weird. I I found some of this entertaining, mainly because I I think Robert Stone is pretty entertaining. As you said, I I think he he puts his all into everything he's given. Yeah. And I think he's pretty good at it. Um, The finish looked cool with Rhea lifting them both up. Prism trap. But Rhea was like... She was... It felt like a rocket was gonna be on her, right? Yeah. She she came to NXT. She beat Shayna. She had that War Games match. She had the Survivor Series match. Um, she was winning on when like uh, the Saudi Arabia thing happened, and we had NXT on SmackDown. Uh, she she seemed to be like the future of the women's division. And now maybe this is just a stopgap, but I thought this might. Like, I kind of saw her being screwed over here, yeah. so she'd at least have some little story with the brand. <laughs> Remember when Shawn be... Michaels had to work for JBL because, like, Shawn Michaels randomly needed money? That's, like, what I thought they were going to do, where she, like, had to work for him? going to have something, just... <laughs> Whereas I don't see... I don't see her necessarily being EO's, like, next big challenger. Yeah. Um, 
maybe this is just like some entertaining finish for her and we're gonna just see her move up because yeah i i'm kind of done with her in nxt me too um me too which is a shame because i i think there is there's something in her as i've said before i think she works way better as a heel me too. um but there there is a star quality about her and i, I know i kind of talk negatively about her a lot um but i do see it but i i, I mean yeah 2020 you know yeah <laughs> kind of sucks <laughs> yeah yeah really uh, i think sh- i think she needs to move away as well something needs to not, change yeah right? i think this would have been a fun kind of tv storyline in fact i could see them doing this with other people and finally they get someone and then they're like oh my god now someone's in this group and yeah. they like start to s- snowball right uh, I, just thought, I mean you could have some fun tag matches where Rhea really doesn't want to be in it but Aaliyah finally starts getting wins because Rhea just comes in and murders someone <laughs> and pins and it's like yeah okay it's kind of like it, in uh, AEW Colt Cabana's joining the Dark Order it's like Robert Stonebrand yeah. <laughs> is hiring people for this yeah. cult, this cult. Uh, but yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if this is it for Rhea on, on NXT, NXT. Hmm, interesting uh, we cut to Roderick Strong, who's having a sit-down interview type video, and he's basically... What's the thing in Inception, the spinning thing? The totem? The totem, yeah. Roddy's got one of those, and he's he doesn't know if he's dreaming. Leonardo DiCaprio? Roddy <laughs> is Leonardo DiCaprio. Mm. Um, <laughs> Roddy's like, tell me, uh, you know, I'm, I'm tired of Dexter and his, his staring. He's just always staring at me, and I, I can't take it anymore. I can't take this guy staring at me. You know, like you're in public and someone's just staring at you and you're like, I don't know why this guy's staring at me. Is there something in my teeth? Like, what's going on? I don't know. Roddy's I do that on stage. What, you stare at people? Like when I'm, so when you've been doing a show for a long time, you keep on trying to make the other person laugh. Okay. But you try and do stuff that you know the audience won't see. Okay. Which makes it harder not to laugh as well. Because gotcha. it's like a little secret. My thing is, if I'm having a conversation with a person on stage, I either look at their chin or look at their forehead and they think they've got something oh, there. No. So they'll start like wiping it away or they think they've got like a spot that oh. I'm just staring at. And they're something like, what? What? <laughs> what are you doing? It's like nothing. Well, Roddy hates it when you stare at him like, like that. Don't stare at me! Don't fucking stare at me. But Dexter keeps staring. And it shows highlights of him getting over the fear of the trunk. No trunky business. And he's over that, but he's not over Dexter. So tonight, it's the Great American Bash. And I don't know about you, but there's been a lot. I don't know what that means. But there's been a lot of great strap matches. So why not well, have a strap match? It's an old. It's an old gimmick, isn't it? It's like a. It's quite an old gimmick, and I yeah. think it's a. I mean, this Great American Bash goes back to like Jim Crockett promotions sure. and NWA. It's it's had so many iterations, like then WCW, then WWE, now NXT, so AEW. Uh, uh, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, so it's like it's an old school like grudge match, right? The strap, the bull rope, the collar. Those kind of what I think of is Eddie Guerrero and JBL mm. and JBL. It's that's a different type of match. We had to touch the corners or something. It was really weird. Yeah, uh, I think of Randy Orton versus Dusty Rhodes. <laughs> I think it was Dusty's last match. Actually, that's a strap match. Taz versus Jerry the King Lawler. Wow. Yeah. Damn. And then Jr. gets the the jar of M and M's and smashes it over Taz's head. Jeez. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. Some just great strap <laughs> matches. There's the strap match. Everyone's gonna go. No, the funk. Like, yeah, obviously funk. funk yeah. This. No. But All I know is Taz we recently Jerry the King Lawler. We did our best match ever. Stan Hansen. I'm pretty sure we watched Stan Hansen murder Terry Funk, and he just came back to life. But he used the strap. Like he oh, hangs he, him. He yeah. hangs. He, he hangs Terry. Yeah. Dragged him by the throat. That was ex- the ring. so extreme. 
That was fucking crazy. Uh, yeah, these stra- what about like the yap the yapapai strap match? They, those are epic matches. Uh, there's so many of these epic strap matches, including the one here tonight. Mm. Roderick Strong versus Dexter Loomis in a strap match. Are you sure this wasn't an Iron Man match? Because it was an hour long. So long. <laughs> this was longer than the strap they were wearing, and they were wearing a long strap. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I've ever watched a wrestling show, and I know this is a planted crowd. These are WWE employees, and maybe some crowd, but I don't think I've ever heard a crowd chant "Strap on Roddy." <laughs> I could be wrong. But they were probably, they, it sounded like they were chanting that. So, strap on Roddy. Uh, Big Muscle Rod, Strap Man Roddy, they, he's got all the names. Uh, the workhorse of NXT. Uh, so, he's scared of Dexter. Now he's got to be tied to him and fight him. So, right before the bell rings, Roddy attacks him and beats him down and refuses to be strapped, but he gets strapped to him. Dexter beats on him. There's uppercuts. He's throwing him around. Uh, Morrow mentions epic strap matches like Wahoo and, and Jimmy McFarland and. Um, so many, so many epic ones that I just remembered Eddie and JBL because I'm young. Uh, we see Roddy just get pulled by the strap into the apron. They're fighting around. Um, there's a running knee from Roddy. Dexter basically goes to whip Roddy. This whole match, I'm like, someone's got to use it to whip them. That's like a strap match, and no one's doing it. Finally, Dexter does it, but Roddy gets out of the way. He straps the steps. They start running up the ramp, and I mentioned the set of tonight, the Great American Bash. There's these cars, these Vipers or whatever. The trunk, Dexter opens up, and of course the car has a trunk, and they're trying. He's trying to trunk him up, but he gets out of that, and Roddy hits an angle slam on the outside. Um, and Roddy's like, "Do you know who I am? I'm Roderick Fucking Strong." He starts to strap him, just smacking him around, clotheslines. Hits a superplex, which looked great. There's like a really shitty stronghold. But Dexter gets out of it. Fish runs down, interferes with an assist, but Loomis gets a sidekick for a two count. Fish runs in again to interfere, but then there's this like strap being pulled into the Uranagi, which then into this arm triangle, which Dexter now calls the silence, which is the submission move. And Roderick Strong taps out. Dexter Loomis wins the strap match. Wow. The boyhood dream has come true. I hate to sound so negative on Canada Day. Yeah. But I thought this sucked as well. I I, I didn't really didn't enjoy like this. this. This felt so long. Um, I think strap matches... Someone like Roddy, I expect to be quite creative with with this kind of stipulation. Um, we, I mean, we were joking about previous strap matches. The Fiend and Daniel Bryan earlier this year had a strap match. And I actually thought it was pretty good. Um, mainly because of Daniel Bryan. I thought he worked with the gimmick so well, and you want to see kind of what interesting things you can do with the strap, like dragging them around, whipping them with it, that kind of thing. I felt this was a whole load of just walking around. Yeah. Uh, Walking to the trunk, but the trunk wasn't used, and then... (laughs) You wanted them to go in the trunk. (laughs) And I I feel bad, because I think they're both probably going to post on their Instagram, like, shots of this, these, like, strap marks on their back. And I don't think anyone cared, right? Yeah. Um, this really wasn't good. I I feel like they're kind of pushing Dexter to the moon. And I think there's room for a Dexter Loomis, but I'm worried that they're putting him in the title picture, and I don't think there's room for him there. 
Yeah, this was really. I'm not. I'm not on board with Dexter Loomis as much. Look, you have Karrion Cross, who's this new guy, mm-hmm. and his whole gimmick is he's spooky and scary and horror movies and all this stuff. And then we have like the cartoon version of that guy, who's Dexter Loomis. Like this was a strap match, and it wasn't. And I this like, was that's so fine. long. Middle of the card. Sure. Absolutely fine. Um, yeah. Challenge for North American. If you've got a like a heel North American champion here and there, fine. But like, it looks like he's. Beating Roddy to face Adam Cole, Ugh. which I I don't like. Dexter Loomis for NXT champ. Uh, look, he's not like a terrible wrestler. It's just like he's. This is just not working. And for this, me. like, Somebody and I put it on better. both of them. I I thought Roddy would be more creative with this kind of thing. It's a, I mean, how it's a strap match. I don't know. Watch Daniel Bryan again. As I say, yeah. like he, I'm not saying it's the greatest match of all time, but considering you've got that like fiend gimmick which is so hard to work against and the limitations of a strap i thought he put on something really quite special there and this was just boring i was a little bored with this match and i love roddy he's one of my favorites yeah. but yeah this was this was weird strap matches don't work the upper by keith lee adam cole a video package for their match next week a double championship north american and nxt world Keith Lee says he's going to do what no one says he could, and that's be a champion. He did that. And next week is his chance to deliver, and he's not going to let anyone down. NXT, NX Lee. Adam Cole says, uh, I'm undisputed. And you see, Keith Lee, no one's had a better year than you, except me. I've been holding this title for over a year, and you're not taking it away from me. And it ends with Keith Lee saying, Adam Cole, you may be undisputed. But I'm unstoppable. So we will see that next week. Backstage, we have Johnny and Candice. They are upset that Candice was uh, beat up and eliminated from that match early. So Johnny's kind of talking shit about that. When Mia Yim and Candice just start to have a brawl backstage, Johnny tries to break it up. And out comes Isaiah Swerve Scott to the aid of Mia Yim. And he kind of pulls them away. And Johnny's like, you're going to regret getting into my business. So I presume Johnny versus Swerve next week on Great American Bash Part Deux. Which I guess that will be in the slot of the kind of Thatcher Lorcan where you go, yeah. oh, that should be good. Yeah. Not something I particularly thought I'd see, but yeah, that should be an interesting match. Yeah, I, I'm interested in seeing that. Uh, Johnny Gargano versus anyone, really. Yeah. But also Swerve is awesome, so uh, I'd like to see that. We have... El Legado El Fantasma. Is that, am I saying it right? Hopefully. I'm going to mess it up. I call them Legacy. I call them the Mask of the Phantasm. I call them the Phantom. Um, <laughs> they all come out in their suits with their... Looking good. Yeah, they're looking fly. The Legacy of the Phantasm. The Phantom. Uh, they, he, he talks, Escobar here. He says, Lucha Libre was once revered in a culture that used to mean something. You see, it used to transcend past, beyond the wrestling ring. We were movie stars, icons, heroes, and role models. But you see, historic tradition turned it into some sort of sideshow. You settled on Lucha Libre as just guys in masks doing flips. Well, we are here to rediscover the roots in our image, and we will leave a legacy 
and we're going to build an empire. He's saying, look, Lucha Libre used to be lit, but everyone turned it into a joke since Jack Black made that Nacho Libre movie, and we're taking it yeah. back. We're bringing it back. It's kind of weird, though, because the, the crowd were trying to, like, uh, chirp him. So he's like, oh, it's like not just about flips and this. And they were chanting like, yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> kind of just insulting. Lucha shit. Lucha all stuff. Of Lucha, yeah. yeah. Uh, so <laughs> Escobar here, Santos Escobar is interrupted as Drake Maverick, his music hits. He comes out in a neck brace. He takes off the neck brace and he runs down. He charges the ring. He charges all three guys. Uh, Joaquin Wilde and Raul Mendoza beat down on him and they're like, I told you, I told you, you're nothing. And out come Breezango for the save and they kind of scare off this lucha cartel is what I'm still calling them. And they kind of challenge them to a match next week. They say, you got no place to run and no place to hide. We're talking about matches we didn't really know we wanted to see. Well, uh, next week, it's the Lucha Cartel what? <laughs> versus Breezango and Drake Maverick. Breezango got us again. They got us again. I'm cha- they got me again. We're watching it. Oh, and, they got me again. And you're going, who's it going to be? And then Drake comes out. Oh, yeah, Drake. It's going to be Drake and it's going to be Kushida. Jake? And it's going to be Jake Atlas. And wow. <laughs> Like, oh, it's Breezango. Yep. They keep doing this thing where you, you think it's someone else, and then yeah. But <laughs> to be fair, I've quite enjoyed their matches. So I think a six man against these guys, um, and we haven't seen uh, Joaquin or Raul Mendoza work since uh, since Joining. this new thing. And Mendoza, especially, I've always been a big fan of. You know, two time Enhancement Talent of the Year yes. in the Up Next Awards. Yeah, it's true. Um, so Facts. I think this could actually be a really fun match. Yeah, I think this will be a fun. I'm I'm joking about Brizango, but they have been kind of been fun. So I think this could be great and gives uh, all all the guys will get a showcase. I think. Yeah, it'll be good. And apparently Santos Escobar is advertised for having a match this Friday on two o five live. Yeah, it's also noted after there was like an online Twitter thing that uh, Robert Stone and Aaliyah with the Rhea Ripley thing that saying that they didn't want her anyways. Yeah. Obviously. Do you? No. <laughs> we then go to uh, our backstage interviewer. Are you ready? Yep. It's Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes. It's Grime time. Uh, Cameron Grimes is interviewing, is being interviewed, and he starts to mock the voice of Damien Priest. He goes, I want to live forever. <laughs> it's Grime time. He says, a man who claims he lives forever, well, he's sure in a hurry to come after me, but who wouldn't? I'm Cameron Grimes. Don't worry about the past. I put my foot on the gas. See, Adam Cole, Keith Lee, it doesn't matter who wins next week. I want you to fight me. I'm calling myself the number one contender. Cameron Grimes is going to the moon. Woo! Cameron Grimes! Is this the best person on NXT right now? This is the hottest character we got going. And uh, I don't care if you believe me or agree with me. No, I think yeah, everyone agrees is. with you, honestly. Like, He's lit. At least the consensus from like, our, done told our listeners y'all. who message us. Like, <laughs> Cameron Grimes is oh, going to the moon. He's got so much personality. He can wrestle. Um, yeah, this is awesome. I, I love this. Cameron Grimes put on a hat. 
And before before Cameron Grimes put on the hat, no one cared who he was. Yeah. But he put on the hat, and everyone loves him. Uh, I love this guy. He is a highlight of this He's show every growing week. growing each and every week. I loved him as Trevor Lee. I absolutely love him as Cameron Grimes. I can't wait. This guy is going to be a future NXT champion. I I, proje- I see this guy being I, a long-term... I, be really, I see him kind of almost... You know like how the New Day, when they they were like bland baby faces then turned heel became really obnoxious and they start to become so funny with it and then their that they just transition them to faces i can see this working for him as a baby face character and i can see it having some steam well he's got steam because his foot's on the gas absolutely he's going, he's going to the, the moon, moon. <laughs> camera <grab. laughs> we get a mercedes martinez video coming soon she's better be coming soon soon She's, they just keep telling me she's coming soon. Yeah. I hate that in wrestling. Where they don't tell you. And literally, she's just, I couldn't tell you what she said because it's just like the generic thing. But I know she's great, so I can't wait. But like, let's go. Yeah. Need some need some new things. Uh, so, re- oh, that could be a, that could be a way out for Ripley. Ripley, Mercedes Martinez. And that can be like the swan song for Rhea Ripley. There you go. Book it. Yeah. yeah. Next week, it's announced Mia Yim versus Candice LeRae in a street fight at the Great American Bash Part Duh, and the six-man tag, like we mentioned. And so we're going to see them next week, like smacking each other with chairs, with kendo sticks, with steel steps. Yet tonight, they got beaten by roll-ups. Yeah, well, that happens. You know, mm-hmm. that happens. That That's a thing that happens. And, of course, the main event next week will be double championship. Adam Cole versus Keith Lee, NXT, North American, both on the line. That is the main. That's going to be wild. But now it's time for our main event of the evening. A match that was announced earlier this week that broke the wrestling internet, essentially. Dream match buzz, if you will. And it's happening here on NXT's Great American Bash. And, of course, I'm talking about... Sasha Banks versus Io Shirai. Yeah, dream match. Yeah, this was another match. I think I think Io is one of the people where you just you want to see the match against Charlotte. You want to see the match against Sasha. You want to see the match against Bailey against I mean Becky won't happen for a while. Right. But there's just that worry as well that in on the main roster you won't get it quite like you feel you yeah, it's not the it, same. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so as soon as this was an- announced, I think Sasha in the last couple of months, both her and Bailey have had so much steam. I think they've really, like, f- like really understood their characters now. Reinvented themselves. Yeah, and I think... Uh, I just want to go on a slight tangent before the match, just Uh-oh. about Sasha and Bailey. I- I'm actually really loving their story. I think when they first moved up to the main roster... They teased like a kind of breakup and didn't work. And then they had these women's titles. But when you look at them, I think they're the only two characters that like their story in NXT through to main roster has been canon the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Quite often main roster ignore everything that happens. Whereas you think Sasha moved up first with the with the other women. And on the main roster, they mentioned the four horsewomen. Sasha's the one that brings Bailey up. Um, they team together. They mention the Brooklyn match on WWE TV, whereas sometimes they don't even mention if someone's a former NXT champion, you know? And then they've had this friendship pretty much the whole time. Um, where I think when they eventually pull the trigger on this match between the two, um, and I think they could potentially spread it, like 
to WrestleMania next year. Yeah. You could pull the trigger at SummerSlam. I think there's still steam as I think you could write them it as out. tag champions yeah. and then in other feuds. Um and I think it'll be an interesting thing next time because I think it should be kind of Bailey as the heel with Sasha as the face. I find Sasha as the cool one in the four horsemen group because Bailey, like Bailey was had her spot when she was like coming up and became champion with that match with Sasha and stuff. Charlotte obviously is like this huge mega star in the world of wrestling. Like people know who she is. And Becky, another like huge mega star. Whereas Sasha's like the one we were talking outside before the show, like the one that would like jump to AEW. She's the cool one, you know. They're friends with the revival, you know what I mean? Like I, they're I like think, the cool I wrestling. Think she's one of the people where Smarky. I like I loved her in NXT, and she had some really great matches there with like Charlotte with Becky. There were those the, the four way match, obviously the match um, with Bailey, and she's had good matches on the main roster. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but. She feels a bit like hot and cold all the time, just Definitely. the way the company feel with her. And it's frustrating because we know, especially with a woman's wrestler, their careers tend to not be as long as men, right? Sure. And I think it's frustrating because you know there are these matches you want to see with Sasha Banks. Like, I want to see that it's probably happened on main roster, but I want to see a proper. Sasha Banks, Kyrie Zane match. Like a takeover level match. Well, hey, Kyrie not wrestling right now. I know. But, like, they've been on the same brand for long enough where it could have happened. But you don't get the same respect on that main roster most of the time. So it was really nice to see Sasha here. And I, and I think Sasha could benefit from maybe having a few more matches in NXT. For me, Sasha and Bailey got me, in, like, so into that like world of wrestling to me they, they i think look i i got into wrestling i always talk about 2005 was like my wwe time best right? year of wrestling of course right? right but like around that time it was like lita and trish killing it and like i always like was like oh these two are like the best and then like fast forward i always look to sasha and bailey like sasha bailey brooklyn was one of my favorite matches like ever it's so good and i love the fact that they're finally kind of getting it right because there was so many bumps in the road on the way but i think watching it here she came out looking like a star because Sasha Banks, the boss, is in a car. They got a driver with Bailey, and they got a fucking dog. Like their corgi. It was, I think it's Sasha's it was dog. Kind of like Brooklyn. Yeah, she came out in the car. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so over at AEW around the same time, we have Trent Beretta having his own entrance with his mom. So I don't know. It's better a dog that, yeah. or a, a someone's mom. Just fantastic. Uh, Sasha Banks is like an NXT like legend. People absolutely love her. I had uh, her legit boss shirt that I just actually. Oh, gave. I think I've got two Sasha Banks. Wow, shirts. great. Yeah. Uh, so Maura Ranallo on the call here says Sasha Banks, it's boss time, and just like Rick Ross, every day is a day to boss up. Ugh. So Sasha Banks who is one half of the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions alongside, is it SmackDown's Women Champion? Bailey, mm-hmm. Dos Straps. Sasha is going up against the genius of the sky, the NXT Women's Champion, Io Shirai. Now, this is like a dream match in some people's mind, and it kind of starts off just like that. They tie up, and they try to one-up each other, and Io Shirai just starts to do backflips and gets the advantage of Sasha and hits like a flying top rope springboard drop kick. Then this flying rocket tope crossbody to the outside. She gets Sasha back into the ring, into the corner. And you know that move Jeff Hardy always has you like seated in the bottom turnbuckle and then lifts and then swings and drop kicks you in yep. like the corner. EO does that but with like her knees. So it's like a Meteora type thing. Looks great. 
Uh, Bailey decides to go into one of the cars and starts honking the horn, which, of course, would make a distraction to EO, because once you hear horn honking, you stop wrestling. That's how it works. It's like when we're recording in the garden and we hear, like, <laughs> sawing. We get distracted. Yeah, we're just like, ah, oh, fuck. So EO's distracted by the honking from Bailey, which allows Sasha to hit, uh, to, to get advantage here. Sasha hits, like, these knees and then low knees in the middle of the ring. Uh, Sasha always has the signature, like, meteor. They both use similar knees and meteors and stuff like that. EO hits a head scissors and then a beautiful picture-perfect top rope Frankensteiner. This is lit. There's then a flapjack, just like Okada does, a 619, and then a crazy springboard dropkick. EO Shirai is the best springboard dropkick. It makes Sasha just turn inside out. There's then this German where Sasha looked like she wanted to land on her feet, but instead just lands on her head. <laughs> yeah, so... It, I don't know what happened a lot there. Of, uh, a lot of EO's moves, like, when you think of her moonsault, it's really, like, low, fast moonsault. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the angle is so, like, low. And it, it's same with her German a lot of the time. It's quite a low German. And it looked like Sasha tried to do the flip out onto her feet, but kind of landed on her head. And EO was great, because she kind of I think it was meant to be she lands on her feet and goes into the bank statement right gotcha. away, where she kind of rocked herself, and EO bought time for a bit to kind of check in on her and started laying in some kicks, yeah. which then she trapped in. EO goes for a butterfly, tiger driver or something, but that's countered again twice into the bank statement there from Sasha, but then there's a roll through, and EO just hits this double stomp to just crushing Sasha here. Just looks awesome. She goes up for the moonsault, but gets tied up in the tree of woe and this is where sasha just does her legit boss trash talk and says look eo you wouldn't be here if it wasn't me i made this place this is my place as the the quote-unquote crowd chant you don't go here and just like charlotte said bitch i i made here what are you talking about there wouldn't be this without me and then there's a flying meteora from the top rope from sasha for a two count EO is now up on the top rope and just gets this like roundhouse she's up on the apron and <laughs> we've been watching our New Japan and there's a guy who does this move Hiromu Takahashi with his sunset flip bomb obviously Sasha's been watching well, the cup I'm calling it the Hiromu Sashahashi because <laughs> she slams her right into the plexiglass sunset bomb slammed into the plexiglass slammed to the floor oh my god she is splat just out there just looks crazy so a sunset flip off the from the ring to the outside into this plexiglass and then just drops her just this looks awesome uh laser out in the middle of the ring sasha goes up her favorite wrestler is eddie guerrero so she goes for the frog splash but eo moves out of the way sasha just lands no water in the pool as mara would say but then eo instantly locks in the cross face this is where Bailey gets involved and throws in one of the titles. And when the referee's distracted, just punches EO in the face. But this is where Sasha has the advantage. And you think the 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 evilness of Bailey is going to help Sasha get the win? Uh, a random appearance. A strange appearance. As a wild Asuka has come into play. She is here and blows the green mist right into Sasha's face. EO gets a roll-up. 
but it's only a two count. The Shote Palm Strike from Mio. Which looked fantastic. Oh my god, this move is crazy. If I, I, I haven't gotten in a fight in a long time, but if you were to get in a fight, Shote Palm Strikes all around. That's how you win these fights. Palms to the chest and then... <laughs> <laughs> Just confusing, like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And then the, the one to the face, which would probably break my own palm. Io lays Sasha out with the palm strike, climbs to the top rope. Io Shirai hits the beautiful moonsault. She is the genius of the sky. And oh my, oh my, Io Shirai gets me high, hits the moonsault. Io Shirai pins Sasha Banks and celebrates in the ring afterwards with Asuka. And as Io's theme bangs on, because that theme is a banger, Asuka's dancing to her theme song. Because I was dancing to the theme song during her entrance, oh, but then the everyone doing it as well. <laughs> That's my new favorite thing uh, dancing to Yoshirai's theme song. But what a match. This was awesome. Uh, I was really down on this entire episode of NXT, but this main event saved it for me. Absolutely loved this match. I, I loved this. I think uh, I'm like just kind of gushing about Sasha Banks tonight. Sure. Um, because I've missed her, you know? I know she's been there for a while, but I've kind of missed her having these awesome matches. And I, there's something about her where when she took that time off, like she went to Japan and she was working with Joshi's over there and she's yeah. training and trying to like learn new stuff. You see her inspirations from the likes of Eddie Guerrero and stuff. And I, I think it makes her different from the others. And I can see the idea of a match against Io Shirai and like her and Asuka, I think that should be the main event of Extreme Rules. Like oh, Sasha versus Asuka. Sasha versus yeah, Asuka. 100%. That is the hottest match for me. Yes. And should be given time and it feels fresh. Um, I think this is awesome. And as we were watching the match, I was going, I'm enjoying it, but it's just going to be some shitty finish because EO has only just won this championship. Sasha's got a championship match in two weeks but i didn't i wasn't smart enough to really think asuka would have any involvement and asuka coming out i liked it yeah i'm not always a fan of like dodgy finishes but asuka it worked because it now gets me interested it gets me more hype for the extreme rules match now it's put the idea of eo and asuka against bailey and banks oh. at some point imagine imagine asuka Kyrie Sane and Io Shirai versus Sasha, Bailey, and Charlotte. I mean, down the line, that would be Ooh. fantastic. I mean, you've got those three aligned as heels at the moment, and when Kyrie comes back from Japan, that would be something I'd want to see. Yeah. But you could you could have Io trying to be Io two straps. There you as go. Well, yeah. Um, Why not? I I think to be honest, the the women are the most interesting thing in WWE by far now yeah and I, I know a lot of people have been down about no evolution 2 and i i can't remember who i can't remember which superstar said it but they were like no we shouldn't be like striving for all female uh pay-per-views we should just be striving for like us break well they've already broken the mold of just having the one match per show right but at the moment i would much rather see a pay-per-view with four or five women's matches and one token men's match, you know? Sure. And, like, because the women are killing it right now in this company. They really are. This I think this is one of my favorite matches in NXT TV this this year. I think this might be my favorite TV match. And they match. left you wanting more. 
Like yeah. we, we know you can see this again. We know these two. I wouldn't yeah. say this was a takeover level. No, um, but it was but great. Just the fact of seeing EO and Sasha in the ring uh, was enough for now. Um, I absolutely loved. I, I was. I was. I, because obviously, you you listen to this show. I gush over EO Shirai. She is one of my favorite wrestlers. Not not. I don't say women's wrestler. I, I she's just one of my favorite wrestlers. Yeah. She is better than more people they have signed on this this in this company. She is just so fantastic. And I am a huge Sasha Banks fan. And I thought this was so fantastic. Uh, this is great. Women's wrestling, they, they, they came out tonight. They totally delivered. I was really low on this show. I thought it was kind of really throwaway show until this main event. I, I really I, loved it. And the, the Asuka thing, I, I, you know me. I don't watch a lot of the main roster stuff. I tune in here and then. And I know what's going on with Asuka and, and them. It didn't even click that she would show up to help here. And she just appears out of nowhere. It was kind of obvious once yeah. it happened. But you I was like, like oh, yeah. oh, that's the yeah. perfect solution for this. Yeah, it was great. Uh, um, I absolutely love this. I, I love that Sasha Banks was like a huge star in NXT went through and, and disappeared to the main roster. And then Io Shirai is the champion now. She keeps saying in the promo videos leading up to this match with her laying down with the title and the dress and stuff, she's like, this is my NXT now. You're gone. You've been gone. I I, I run this place. And she beats Sasha, which I think is very important too because you can't have Io lose. She's the no. champ. But I absolutely love this. The, the parallels of each character are fantastic. Will we see Sasha and Io again one day? Yeah, probably. I like I any iteration. So. She she showed that like she she can hang. I really hope once, if hopefully we get out of this pandemic, yeah. um, I really hope a takeover has a, a kind of Sasha return or a because we we had like the Charlotte thing. Charlotte came down, but we never had that takeover in front of a crowd kind of thing. Yeah, and we know just the. The level of matches at a takeover, just the crowd, the heat from the crowd is different. Um, I'd love to see Sasha and Io main event a takeover, or Io and Charlotte, or this tag match, or I just want to see. I think it would be. I think it would be electric. You know what's really electric is Asuka and Io dancing to Io's theme song. That's that was oh, yeah. very electric. I would say uh, the show overall. I I think if the first match lived up to my expectations i think overall this would be a good show um the first match really kind of put me in a bad mood i i enjoyed timothy thatcher only lork and i i actually thought that was very good yeah um me but too. then kind of that that strap match just seemed to go on forever. forever and then it was saved at the end it was, it was a very up and down show this week i'm looking forward to watching AEW. I, I know on paper that show looks fantastic yes um i think I think unless they kind of fuck up, I think it should be the better show this week. Uh, but next week looks interesting for NXT. We have Gargano versus Swerve. We've got the double title match. Uh, both of them should live up to it. Uh, is it Candice v. Mia next week? Yes. Street okay. fight. Um, a great American bash street fight. Whatever that is. That's what, I'm just calling it that because okay. it's great American. All right. If it was tonight, the great Canadian bash, they would use hockey sticks. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, obviously. Um but yeah, uh, I, I was really down on the show, but I really was into that main event. Uh, I, I we, we watch a lot of wrestling. We do Best Match Ever and stuff like that. We really like in-ring work. We like actual wrestling. But sometimes the storytelling and the characters and everything do really come into play. And that's what WWE is known for. And that's what they create so much garbage and trash. But uh, something that is really hitting with me as a, a fan of, of WWE and NXT is is these characters that you're not – they're not your – 
cookie cutter shit. Like, look how interesting this Sasha Banks and Bailey look to me. They come out in a car with a dog. Then you have oh, Oscar Bailey's, spitting you green talk mist. About Bailey's jacket. Yeah, Bailey's so wearing ba- a chalk Bailey's line. Bailey's always wore, <laughs> worn these like chalk line jackets, yeah. but mainly when she was the kind of babyface character, and it would be like right. the Bailey buddies on it and all that. This was like was her lit. and Sasha. It was blue. It, I want one of those. It looked awesome. I want the Macho Man Madness chalk line. Oh, but yeah. with uh, you know, with uh, we have a Patreon, and the money we make from that uh, pays our rent. But it's going to be buying myself a Ribera jacket for my birthday. I think nice. that's what I'm going to be doing. It's not chalk line, but it's Ribera. And Sasha's gear as well, with all the like yes. American flags and looked stuff. Great. Uh, I think Bailey wasn't Bailey wearing like some silly hat as well. It looked great. I thought the Corgi I, was going to get involved awesome. in the match. <laughs> they use it as a distraction. Would have been great. Uh, I love this main event. It was great. Uh, I'm interested in seeing... We're going to see Tegan Knox versus Io Shirai. Will that be added to something maybe next week? I don't know. We will see. As next week is the Great American Bash. But that's what we thought of NXT. Every Wednesday night, we talk about NXT. We go live on YouTube. But we also will read your feedback. Forum.postwrestling.com is where we post it up. And I see one here from... Eva from London, who's got some Thatch facts. When wrestling in Europe, the fans came up with a chant for Thatcher, sung to the tune of Walking in a Winter Wonderland. Oh, yeah, that's just a football thing. Oh, okay. It'd be Walking in a Thatcher Wonderland. Right, yeah. yeah. You guys always sing that. We do it at Arsenal. Like right, back yeah. in the day, Dennis Bergkamp, Walking in a Bergkamp Wonderland. Hey, check, check this out. Are you ready? Yeah. yeah go Reds. Yeah. Oh, right? yeah, North American <laughs> chants suck. <laughs> Defense. Cool. Uh, Eva from London continues here. Match of the night was Thatcher and Lorcan. Catch brilliance. Baszler would be proud. Number two was surprise. Knox won instead of Kai in a good match. I have no idea where the NXT women's division scene is. Haven't had a clue since Charlotte won. Number three, Rhea going over Robert Stonebrand was the right call. Good comedy, but Ripley should be back in the main event scene. Number four, Mercedes Martinez is back next week. Can't wait. Oh. Next there you week. go. Okay. Number five, lastly, was it just me or did it feel like Loomis squashed strong? Keep up the Do good work. Do squashes go on for 37 but like, minutes? It, it didn't make anyone look good, I didn't no, think. No, it was... Yeah. Yeah, I okay. didn't get it. And they, can, they end with happy Canada Day. To you Thanks too, Eva much. from happy London. Canada Thank you. Day. We go to Jesse from the six. Six, 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 six. Oh, Jesse's going to come over and bring us strong zeros. He is. After we're done recording yeah, right now. Going to watch some AEW. Oh my God, I'm so excited. Two meters apart. Yeah. Happy Canada Day, fellow Canuck and semi-Canuck. Hey, hey. I hope you spent the day listening to Carly Rae Jepsen, drinking Ryan Ginger and eating Kraft dinner. Uh, we were listening to Avril Lavigne, yeah. drinking Caesars <laughs> and eating poutine. Close enough. Yeah. I no longer watch WWE because they are evil. <laughs> but rest assured, I will always listen to the up next, lads. Question. Who is the second greatest Canadian professional wrestler of all time? Oh. Take care, eh? Um, tough. Well, he's referring to Brett. I'm assuming he's saying Brett's the best, then Jericho's second. Yeah, look, I'm a huge fan of Edge. I'm a huge fan of Kenny, but I think Jericho is, is number two. I think he really is. And he's from Winnipeg, you idiot. I, uh, yeah, I don't think... Like, I think there's an argument for Jericho to be one of the greatest. Yeah, oh, definitely. Full stop. Yeah, for sure. We go to Paul from New Jersey. Really enjoyed the opener despite some really sloppy moments. Thought Dakota should have won, but pleasantly surprised with Tegan. I legitimately wanted Robert Stone and Aaliyah to win. Would have been pretty interesting. The middle of the show began to drag, though it was nice touch that Sasha used the stamp to sign her contract and came out in a Jaguar. Uh, Main event left a lot 
to be desired. Cameron Grimes is my spirit animal, and I like Captain Hook. Robert Stone is the good guy. Oh, Paul's in the chat. <laughs> uh, this week's Kona fact, Kona was mentioned on Rewind to Raw. The subject matter is not important. Yeah, he oh. wasn't wearing a mask. They, uh, like, well, called him out on it. You know, Way did the right thing calling Kona out, but you see, Kona just goes by his own rules. Kona's going to start He's retweeting Austin Aries and Loki soon. You, um, I'll, I'll hit him up. I'll tell him to get right. I'll yeah. tell him to smack up. Um, but we won't be I, talking about I it I wonder anymore. if part of the drag was the... Strap match. Well, no, that, but... Strap in. The lack of commercials. The picture and picture of the whole show. Right. Because pretty much the whole show was PNP. L- limited commercials is what and it was. And I wonder if that was part of it, but... I, I thought it was pretty great that they managed to do the whole show like that, but it, it definitely dragged. I agree. Uh, we go to mystery. Hiya. Not much to say about NXT tonight. Main event, goddamn ruled. I know people will question the finish, but whatever. That match was goddamn great otherwise. I don't see Tegan beating EO, though. And nor should she. A can of paint has more personality than her. Oh, damn. No. Uh, question of the week. It's a somewhat lengthy one. I apologize. Uh, as long as it's not asking if we can afford office space, I'll allow it. <laughs> With reports that Kyrie might be done wrestling, WWE is trying to move her into an ambassador role for WWE Japan. How do you guys feel about her career in WWE? I felt like NXT run was fine, but could be better. But her main roster career, assuming she doesn't return, was completely mishandled. And it raises a huge red flag about Nia Jax and WWE's negligence to actually discipline her if she ended up putting Kyrie into retirement. But if she does return, they need to pair her with Asuka and Io and reform triple tails, except with Kyrie instead of Mio. Um, cool. Do yeah, it. I'm not entirely up to date with the Kyrie thing I've heard that they want to use her as an ambassador role in Japan I don't know if that's just during this pandemic because I believe her husband is still in Japan right mm. oh I uh, thought it was more like they're like hey Kyrie we need you to wrestle Nia Jax and then the, the week later they're like hey Kyrie we need you to wrestle Nia Jax and she's like look guys I ain't doing this anymore I'm out of here well, I'm going yeah home. there's that <laughs> but like I'd rather I'd rather just go home I mean, yeah, I think there's got to be some kind of consequence for someone who keeps on putting people in danger. Uh, I think Kyrie is one of their most, like, natural baby faces, great sellers, incredible wrestlers, who I think the three of them, Kyrie, EO, and Asuka, I never need to hear them say a word in English, whether they're heel or baby face, that they all have this incredible charisma that just like reaches through the screen and makes me interested in watching them and i don't think you need to necessarily speak english for that to work and it's clearly connected with people in nxt with all three of those and i think finally um because their hands kind of been forced with uh becky kind of leaving um and now Charlotte's out for a while as well. Um, their hand's kind of been forced to go with Asuka. And they've seen in this empty arena, oh, she's actually amazing. She's great. Her charisma's great. And it doesn't matter that she doesn't speak Remember English. the streak? Yeah. It was good. And this is they're finally treating Asuka like she should have been treated all along. Um, I think Vince is just very kind of narrow-minded when it comes to this kind of stuff. And you really need to sort of like have a talent like figuratively slap him over the face, showing him what he they can actually do before he'll run with it. Um, 
I would like to see Kyrie back sometime. I'd love to see that like six woman tag down the line. Um, and I hope they realize with her like they're re- realizing with Asuka now. Tell me how you really feel. Yeah. Tell me how you really feel about Kyrie. We go to our last bit of feedback. Chris Thunder from Down Under. He starts with Happy Canada Day. Thank you, mate. On to NXT. Don't have much to say other than Rhea is approaching star level to the jobber. Yeah, jobber to the stars. Like, fuck me. Six months ago, she won the title and she was unstoppable. And she's lost clean twice in two title matches and now is feuding with Robert Stone. Yeah, yeah. Then Asuka using the green mist in the middle of a global pandemic where the virus spreads from person to person via mouth droplets. What in the actual fuck, you dumb idiots? Like a parent of a troublesome teenager, I'm not mad at WWE anymore. I'm just disappointed. Done with WWE, but we'll always look forward to listening to Post and the BDE. Peace thank out. You. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Chris Thunder. Yeah, We're so, sorry. Well, <laughs> the Iconics are doing well. There you, you go. Saw, you saw Peyton's spinning brain buster. Like, yeah, that was the lit move. Join Paul from New Jersey and go for them because <laughs> I think twist. the, the rear thing's done. Was it Twist of Pate? Nice. <laughs> That's what she calls it. Is that what she, I think it someone called it. amazing. Yeah, it looks great. Uh, that was NXT. That's what you thought of it. Up next, you can find us every Wednesday. We will review. We'll be back. We had our great Canadian bash. We're going to go have some uh, more Caesars, some Lay's chips. Um, we do have a Patreon. It's the first of the month, so join up now and get all the shows, including the past shows. But uh, this week, we're doing Death Race, Death Race 2000 with uh, Sly Stallone and David Carradine. Yeah, can't wait! What a ridiculous up your selection from a World Champ Patreon. Uh, we have a was oh, next. it's extreme. Oh, it's it, extreme. It, it happened to just fall into the lap of this extreme month. month. It's extreme. We have was next where we go back in time and watch old NXT. That is a show we're doing this week as well. And this whole month, the whole month schedule is extreme, like you said. And I can't wait to do all of these shows. We will be talking about some old Great American Bash matches, and I cannot wait. So patreon.com slash up next. $5 a month gets you all of our past shows, all the new shows, everything. And uh, yeah, that's where you can find more of us. Again, join our Facebook page and Facebook group. Join the conversation. We're all talking on there and, and posting memes and funny shit. Uh, up next podcasts on Facebook. And our Twitter, at Up Next Podcast, is where you can find us. And I, myself, Braden Harrington, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter. I am at the Bray. D. And I am at Davey Portman. Happy Canada Day. Happy 4th of July. Um, and, oh, we forgot to do thank yous for some patrons because we always like to shout out our patrons. So before we do that, I want to give a nice big thank you to Scott Barr. <laughs> Scott Barr. The, the bars are now open Whoa. in most of the world. So thank you, Scott. Thank you to Surin. Thank you to Chris Schirmbeck. One of my friends from oh. WrestleMania trips. Hey. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Chris. Ooh, I recognize someone else we met last year at WrestleMania weekend. Thank you to Shugs. <laughs> thank you, Shugs. And thank you to Heiko Neymar. <laughs> and I would like to say, and new up next world champion, thank you to Chris Leone. <laughs> thank you to Walter Martin. Hey, thank you, Walter. Walter. That's not our Walter. Not our Walter. It now it's, it's our Walter. Now our Walter. We have two. We have three Walters now. Yeah. Thank you to Quinn Weddle, who we'll be chatting to this week on the Patreon, all about Death Race 2000. Can't wait. Thank you to new patron Alan Simmons. And thank you to Zach 
Midras. Oi, oi, oi. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to this show. Wherever you find the show, whatever podcast app you're using, give us a nice rating. Give us a little uh, thumbs up or or little blurb about how you like us. It does a, lo- a lot for us. And thank you for listening to us. We will be back with the Great American Bash Part de next week here live on our YouTube. YouTube.com slash upnext is where you can find us as well. Happy Independence Day. Happy Canada Day. Happy whatever day you're celebrating. Um, in these crazy times, take care of yourselves. Wash your hands. Wear a mask. <laughs> Wear a mask. Don't listen to Austin Aries. Don't listen to Loki. Listen yeah. to Canadians like listen Kevin to Canadians. Owens. Canadians are we're like we're just nice. We're known for being nice people, so just maybe listen to us. We know what we're talking about. We really do. Sometimes we really do. So happy Canada Day. Take off, eh? Take off, you hoser. Ahoy! You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Right here in your neighborhood. Here's a little tale about hard-to-recycle plastics. Their destinies were changed. Their new lives are fantastic. What once was trash can live on as new things. With a program that complements your regular recycling. Because plastics can be so much more. Give this trash the second chance it was hoping hard-to-recycle plastics can be so much more. Participate in the Hefty Energy Bag program happening in your neighborhood today.